0: Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way.
1: I'm Eric Gunther.
0: And I'm Rachel Stoltz. Welcome back to the show. Quarantine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, quarantine in full effect.
0: In full effect. I mean, we're all staying home these days, you know, staying very local. uh, But we were shocked to hear that... Megan and Harry are not staying local in at their home in Vancouver Island. Um, pretty breaking news, or at the time that we're recording this, which is Friday, um, they've officially made their move to Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, that was a
2: WTF moment for me when I saw yeah. that headline. I'm like, what are you guys thinking? In the middle, yeah. at the peak of a global pandemic, you're going to pick up yeah. and choose this moment to leave Canada and come to L.A.? Apparently they're living
0: in um a safe like a secure compound mm-hmm. I think is how the articles are, are keep talking about it. Um so, you know, no word on what neighborhood they chose. Well, it says type they're of still home looking they chose.
2: at houses. They're still
0: looking, right? So they I guess they haven't made their their final purchase. Hopefully virtually.
2: Um, I imagine she wanted to be closer to her mom and maybe Probably She definitely wanted to be closer to her mom during this time, and maybe that's why they got in a big hurry to do it.
1: These two have been on the move. The rest of us have been at home, and when we are not working, (laughs) we are consuming a lot of Netflix.
0: Yeah, there's a strong possibility that a lot of you who are listening have consumed a lot of Netflix and have consumed Tiger King, which is... Our obsession, the documentary du jour right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's these are the most colorful chefs kiss characters, and it's it's a wild ride. (laughs)
2: Let me read you briefly the description on IMDb. It's very short. A rivalry between big cat eccentrics takes a dark turn when Joe Exotic. Hi, I'm Joe Exotic. And welcome to a day of my life. A controversial Animal Park boss is caught in a murder-for-hire plot.
0: First of all, I'd like to put this out there for all of Carol Baskin
3: and Big Cat Rescue's fans, supporters, and people who dig in their pockets to give them money to care for their cats.
1: In any event, I think one of the big takeaways I've had just from watching the show is that a lot of people have tigers and lions and exotic animals, ligers. In their backyard or on yeah. their property. I, I I guess I was not aware. I mean,
0: I should. Well, now it, it's illegal, though, right? I, I don't know. I don't
2: know. That's what we're, we can't figure out how they're doing this legally and then opening up a business and profiting off of it.
1: Right. right? That was it's my, insane. that was my big takeaway. But I'm, I know you guys had plenty of other takeaways from i mean there's
2: 75 different plot twists and we could (laughs) turn this into a joe exotic podcast very easily we probably shouldn't um (laughs) listeners you may hear us break out into accents throughout this (laughs) because we like talking like joe exotic and Carol and carol baskin i know
0: i kind of felt like carol baskin when i was doing the intro
1: (laughs) (laughs) you were channeling a little carol
0: i was channeling carol yeah Okay Hey all you cool cats and kittens It's Carol at Big Cat Rescue And do you
1: think that Joe You'll find out in the series that Joe is a singer um,
0: <laughs> Who has you, a good voice
1: Do you think that's really Joe's singing? No
0: Cause
3: I saw a tiger Now I
2: Absolutely not. No. (laughs) No. Okay. Positive, not. One hundred percent positive. Not. That is absolutely not his. So
1: he he did record some sort of session musician and just slapped the Joe Exotic name on it and said, "I sang these songs."
2: That is my belief. Well, but
1: uh, yeah, a lot going on. Tiger King is the, like you said, I think the Netflix stream du jour.
0: I mean, I've been doing a lot of like online shopping while I've been watching the tiger king and i've gotten amazon packages delivered while i've been watching the tiger king i mean i we've i think we've received maybe like three amazon deliveries since since being in quarantine uh and it's certainly a thought that pops into my head um do i need to wipe down these packages are they safe what's
2: happening here yeah i mean delivery is kind of our lives now whether it's um food delivery services, grocery deliveries or just getting our everyday packages from Amazon.
1: I think what Rachel also is saying is though when she gets the products delivered to her home are the you know the packages themselves the 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 bag of chips or the bag of carrots mm-hmm. did, did somebody touch that and somehow leave some sort of virus on that.
2: The answer is probably not. The CDC's advice on protecting yourself does not include any sort of disinfecting of your packages or your grocery packaging or anything like that, their general advice just stands once you open something, wash your hands. Um, Mm -hmm. Whether that is for the cardboard Amazon box that you got delivered to your door or um, the bag of chips that you just opened from the grocery store. I think, though, I mean, they say that the virus can last on cardboard for up to 24 hours, I believe. Right. So if you are super paranoid i suppose you could disinfect it but or
0: if you or if you're in a higher risk group right too
2: um but it really does seem like the the probability of transmitting the virus through packaging is very low and your best bet is Mm -hmm. to just um, make sure that you wash your hands afterward if you are in a higher risk category you can open your packaging outside your home and leave the packaging mm-hmm. out there, and then bring the item in, and then of course wash your hands. I hope that was a little bit reassuring, or maybe we just scared everybody more.
0: No, I think it was good. I mean, I was definitely curious. I was like, "Is it a, a risk?" But I think, um, yeah. you know, I think the smarter thing, and you you mentioned this uh, when we were discussing this topic, Rachel, earlier, is um, we've noticed that Amazon has been giving three dollar credits to people who. Um, order later or who if you don't need your items immediately that'll prioritize the people who do need to get their items quicker right Um, they're really
2: trying to incentivize people to space out their shipments like i just ordered a wine rack and i definitely did the um the three dollar digital credit because i said i don't need it urgently everybody should be kind of paying attention to ways that they can ease the burden on these delivery people and drivers because Mm -hmm. they're out doing the Lord's work right now of getting our stuff to us.
0: Hey there. So for a while, we've been wondering what it would be like to be living inside the same home with someone who has COVID-19 or is presumed to have COVID-19. What type of precautions would you have to take to make sure you and the rest of your family don't get sick? How does your cleaning regimen change? And what type of effect does it have on your life going forward? This week, we had the opportunity to talk to Amy Mock and her husband, Tony, who live in Manitou Springs, Colorado. Amy is presumed COVID-19 positive, and her family, which includes the couple's eight-year-old son, have been quarantined inside their home, Amy inside the master bedroom, for 14 days. Here's their story. So we're here with Amy and Tony Mock. Just for all of our listeners, just right out the gate, we want to say that you are on the mend. Is that that's right?
4: Yes, that is fair to say at this point.
0: Okay, awesome. We're really happy to hear that.
4: Sorry. Um but I just want to say I am presumed um COVID positive, but I I was not tested because they explained to me that I was a mild case and Okay. Yeah. So I was not admitted to the hospital, thank God, but um, they Mm -hmm. pretty much told me that they were running out of tests and they could not test me at that time.
2: And it's probably worth pointing out before you start, Amy, that you and Tony are calling in from separate locations right now, right? (laughs) You're you're in one room and Tony's in another.
4: Yeah. He's upstairs and I'm downstairs. Mm. I mean...
0: So, 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 I mean, even despite not being admitted and things like that, you still had to practice, you know, take extreme measures inside your home to keep your husband and your son from getting sick. Um, So what has that been like? I mean, just tell us about some of the measures that you've been taking.
4: Yeah, I would say after about my fourth day, after my first symptom, I went to my husband and said, you know, I. I hope that nothing major is happening, but to err on the side of caution, I think it would be best if we separated. And so I went to the master bedroom, which we're fortunate enough to have an ensuite, and I am using this room exclusively and that bathroom exclusively. And then Tony, my knight in shining armor delivers my meals to me. And then he, um, only touches one side of the door and I only touch the other. And then we do not, um, and then we also bleach and then I don't go into other rooms of the house.
2: How long ago did this start? How long have you been living this way?
4: I think it's been about 15 days. Wow. Yeah. So a while. Okay. That sounds right. And
2: Tony, I believe I read your medium piece, but Tony you've been delivering meals outside her door and you guys, communicate through text and video conference is that right
3: yeah pretty much the uh like uh video calls uh texts um it's been nice out so um like we'll spend some time outside but even outside we have to like stay apart
2: how does that work what do you what do you do outside you just, you just... hang out on the deck you
3: know, like 10 feet away or so you know um and but the... away
2: and i wear a mask What's your cleaning routine like in the rest of the house that's not where Amy is? Are you pretty diligent about wiping everything down on a daily basis? Um,
3: yeah, so, um, pretty much all, all the hard surfaces that we taught, that we touch regularly, I'll wipe those down, uh, probably twice a day. Um, when we were doing a lot of laundry, um, Washing uh, like uh, couch cushions, uh, blankets, uh, much more regularly. Uh, it's uh, yeah. I mean, every time I think about like, oh, what needs to be wiped down, or what? There's always a list of things that need to be cleaned.
4: I self isolated two days before I ended up in the ER, and then the ER doctor was asking me, "Have you self isolated?" I said, "Yes." He said, "Okay." maintain that until you're symptom free. And I was given a list in my discharge papers of criteria that I needed to meet. And he also instructed that Tony not leave the house for 14 days.
3: Yeah, we've been uh, we've been self-quarantining. I think Friday is when my 14 days will be up.
2: Are you doing grocery delivery or like how how are you making um, right now with one of you sick and the other one quarantining?
3: We uh, we actually uh, did a pretty strategic grocery run uh, before all this happened, um, and we're still okay on mm. groceries.
4: We have it's had good. some amazing friends who brought some comfort foods that we had run out um, for our son, like mac and cheese and frozen pizza, and brought me flowers and dropped those off, and I'm just so grateful to them for that.
0: Oh, that's so nice. Do you feel like you're kind of at the tail end? It sounds like, Amy, you're on the mend. Um, You're near the end of your two-week quarantine. Uh, And how does it feel to kind of be able to resume a somewhat normal life? I mean, nothing that we're doing right now is normal coronavirus or not. But um, how does it feel to kind of get back to a bit of normalcy?
4: I think for me, there was just such a profound sorry, um, profound sense of gratitude for, for the little things and for life in general. And yeah, I never thought that this um, crazy tumultuous virus would bring us closer together while separated in different parts of the house. But yeah. it, it it really has. It's, it's almost um, It's almost like living in a movie right now for us, I think. Wouldn't you agree, babe?
3: yeah it's a it's got a surreal quality to it for sure
4: what is your plan when both of you
2: are i guess friday is the day that you're both allowed to stop self-isolating right you can be together
4: yeah I what's your plan, plan for friday definitely, night definitely <laughs> <a> big, <laughs> right definitely a big family okay. hug for sure oh that's awesome
2: um, is this going to change the way that you guys live your lives at home? Are you going to get out more? Are you going to stay home more? Is it going to change your cleaning routines? Like what what is it going to change for you at home?
3: Um, you know, I'm sure it's going to be different. I just, I'm not sure how. Cleaning routine, probably for sure. But it's hard to say. I mean, the whole world's going to be a little different after this, I think.
4: Yeah, for sure. You know, I've had to accept a lot of things like I might not never know if I truly had the virus because the testing was being saved for extreme cases. And I might not never know uh, where I got the virus. But, you know, what I'm holding on to are the things that I do know. And that's that I have a deeper love for my husband and my family and that I have a deeper feeling of aliveness and awareness. And those are the things I'm going to carry with me because I can tell you that despite the physical symptoms that you go through with this virus, it's much more psychological just because of the state of the world and the media Mm -hmm. and the fact that there's a, a, a mortality component. It really, really gets into your psyche and you can either um, surrender to that or you can just, you know, blame and be a victim and all of those things. And so I practice a lot of meditation here in my room. People are like, what have you been doing? And, um, you know, of course, there's an occasional movie, but I've been trying to really meditate and stay in that more of a positive light of acceptance and abundance for what I do have.
2: That's amazing. I think that's, that's such a awesome. good message.
0: I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna like. I've been affected by your, by your, by your journey and and by what you all have gone through. So, um, we really appreciate you sharing it with us. Um, so Amy wrote uh two two medium pieces. Is
4: that correct? Yes, that's correct.
0: Okay, and they're really heartfelt. They're really fantastic. Um, what's the best place for people to go read your your stories?
4: Yeah, they're both on Medium right now um, under my name, Amy Mock, M-O-G-C-K. And and we'll put both awesome. pieces,
2: the links to both pieces in our show notes. So if you are interested in reading what Amy had to say about her journey, just click on the show notes uh, for House Party Pod. All
0: right. Thank you so much, Amy and Tony. And take care and have a really fun celebration on Friday. That,
2: that's, yes. that's awesome. We're so excited for you. Thank you so much.
0: Well, if you're looking for the perfect place to zen out, um, maybe mentally transport yourself to this next house that we're (laughs) going to talk about. Um, You can flip through the photos and dream about it. Um, It's a home in Granite Bay, which is a city in California or a town in California uh, near Sacramento. And um, it's a beautiful mid-century home that has a total zen vibe.
2: Total Uh, zen
0: vibe. It's the I mean the garden itself, I could I would just love to work from home in this garden because it's so serene, so much foliage, beautiful cherry blossoms. Um Eric, tell us more about this house.
1: Yeah, so this house went on the market and it's owned by a woman and her late husband, he's since passed on, but they bought this lot in Granite Bay in the in the nineteen sixties and had this home custom built. It's a mid century modern home, beautiful huge windows and kind of built-ins and natural wood throughout. But what they did as well, and they paid more attention to was the actual garden outside the home. What they did is they brought in a Japanese landscape master to create It has the kind of, like I say, that that bonsai Japanese feel. It has tons of rare bonsai plants. It has a koi pond. It has a pool with like a rock waterfall. There are azaleas, rhododendrons, camellias, Japanese maples. And uh, they they have given, I guess, a bunch of tours of this garden. It's a well-known garden in the bonsai Japanese garden world.
2: Hmm. Yeah, the pool looks like, the pool doesn't even look like a pool. It looks like a... A natural pond that you could right. swim in. Did you
0: see? So you said that people people come to their house for a tour.
1: Yeah, the agent we spoke with said that the owner had given thousands of tours of this private garden over the years. Wow. So. So I wonder
0: if that's and this uh, this house is on the market. That's why, right? That's why we're yes. talking about
1: it. Yeah, that's why we're talking about it. Went on the market. It is on the market for just under a million dollars. It's nine hundred ninety nine thousand.
0: Right, and so I wonder if that's something that the buyers will have to take into consideration. Is are people going to be knocking on your door wanting a tour of this place, or maybe right. it was just the late owners? Right. Who... Well, and
1: that's a good point. And my other concern too is like, I I love the way this looks now, but. I, I can't imagine what what is the monthly upkeep on this place in terms of maintaining i i wouldn't want to lose anything that these these people created I wouldn't want to lose any of the beauty that they've made
2: yeah they probably right. got a landscaper on retainer
1: yeah but i how much per month i mean this is a huge lot and it's a lot of plants and it's a lot of trees
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: and the house itself we should mention built in nineteen sixty nine Hasn't had a ton of updates, could probably stand, but has a really cool shape to it, really nice windows, but, uh, and, you know, some cool elements, but probably could stand a few updates here and there.
2: Yeah, I believe you called it a time capsule house, right? Because it it straight up looks like it's from 1969. Um, Hmm. But I wouldn't want to update it too much because I think it would lose that character that you're talking about. No, I agree. Yeah, it's
0: it's really beautiful
1: serene and gorgeous if you are in the market you should maybe take a look at this place at granite bay
2: at yeah, realtor.com slash news check out this these photos on this place you won't you won't be sorry
0: Okay, let's move on to winners and losers. This is our segment at the end of the episode where we discuss celebrities and the homes that they bought, sold, or rented. We choose one winner and one loser each week. Uh, Let's start with our loser. It is Patrick Ewing. Basketball player.
1: NBA All-Star, NBA Hall of Famer, or basketball Basketball Hall of Famer, I should say.
0: Mr. Ewing um, has unfortunately lost, had to take a loss on his home that he just sold.
1: Yeah, this place has been on the market since 2016. Patrick Ewing put his house up in, it's in Crestkill, New Jersey. So it's it's a little north of Manhattan itself. But uh, he had this place on the market. It's a huge mansion. It's been on the market since 2016. At that time, it was offered for $7 million. We covered it, I think, in 2017 when the price was down to 5.5 and then 2018 down to 4.8 this last year 2019 it was listed for 4 million mm-hmm. and uh it eventually sold just within the last month or so for 2.65 which is yeah which is that's an a ouch drop. which is that's a, an ouch that is a big ouch yeah. uh the mansion is uh he had been renting it for a while for twenty five thousand dollars a month so i mean he did pocket some cash uh after owning it, or after moving out, but yeah, the the sale price did not quite match up with his initial expectations, and that's right. kind of an understatement, yeah.
0: I mean, the home itself is, definitely stands to be updated. Um, yes. It's very heavy, dark wood on the inside, uh, very like, what would we say, like, 90s early 2000s yeah vibe it's it's a little
1: it's it's dated not in a horrible way but it definitely needs updating
0: right um but yeah i'm i mean it's still a big place yeah it's it's, it's a big piece of property i'm surprised that he only got 2.6 for it yeah
1: it's it's 10,524 square foot so the median list price in kreskill currently sits at 722,000 so when this went on the market Hmm. Four years ago for seven million, that's kind of giving you a sense that this is outside of the norm for that city.
0: So maybe then two point six five is good.
1: It's 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 more in line with what you'd expect, I guess, in the city. Yeah.
2: Well, he probably could have made some more money if he read any of our pieces or listened to any of our pods on how to stage (laughs) your house before you sell, because this place is brown on brown on brown. All the walls are painted like dark colors I mean this is it's just if you're
0: having trouble even though like paint those walls people like to see clean white walls it just it as boring as it sounds if you're trying to sell your house it kind of just works
2: his furniture is all dark too and so that up against the dark walls which easily could have been painted it's just providing a very is off-putting to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no,
1: I, I, I totally see your point. And I think the other thing we've talked about, and I, I I don't know if you were heading that direction, but is the photos are kind of don't really show the home in its best light either. So right. I think, you know, I don't want to diss anybody, but I think the photos could have. We're calling
0: photos. you out photographer whoa. of Patrick Ewing's home.
1: Wow. <laughs> whoa. But yeah, so so in any event, Patrick Ewing is our loser of the week. He tried to sell this place for seven million, wound up taking only two point six five, which is ouch. Uh, that's more than a fifty percent come down.
0: Um, okay, let's move on to our winner. Our winner, ooh, I was actually surprised by this house. Um, I have feel <laughs> we have feelings about this house. Our winner this week is Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> the actor, uh, he bought a beautiful home in Pasadena, and it's a beautiful brand new home. Right, yes. Eric?
1: Yeah, the, there was a home uh, that sold, I believe, I want to say for one point something. There was a home on this piece of property in Pasadena, and it was knocked down over the past couple, three years, and this brand new place was built in its place. It went on the market uh, for right around $6.2 million, late last year and then the price was cut to about 5.8 million so and then shia picked it up for 5.5
0: so DK. as i was clicking through these photos yeah let's um, the let's first time
2: I... tell the listeners the first thing that you said about this place that was just built
0: um i believe i said it could stand to be updated <laughs> and
1: that was before you knew it was a 2020 <laughs> construction
0: yeah, that was before I I had known that it was freshly built. Was it 2020 um,
2: construction or 2019? Well, 2019. I'm sorry. Okay, you, so Natalie would like no, to I'm see sorry. more 2020 in this place.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's she, she, she she's done with 2019. The, the the minimalism is out.
0: I think okay, and let me let me just point out some of the things that that stood out to me. Okay, there's a there's a fireplace um, in this like sitting alcove. Um, that looks very heavy to me. It looks it looks plaster, just beige, and that to in in my mind's eye just kind of stood out as something that didn't really go with the rest of the house. Um, clearly, it was a design choice, though. So, the architecture is exquisite. Inside, there's these gorgeous um, ceilings with this great beam work. Um, I don't think those need to go away at all. What else besides uh, the fireplace needs yeah, "quote unquote" updating?
2: Where you, yeah, where are the fi- your problems? The fireplace,
0: leaves? and then also the kitchen um, cabinets. I think look a little. Um, what? They're just yeah. white. They're white I'm,
1: kitchen cabinets. They're kind of. But they look, gold.
0: and you know what? They kind of look like they kind of look like the kitchen cabinets that my parents had in our in our old house growing up. And so maybe that's you're why. bringing some trauma to this. <laughs> no, because I think our I loved our kitchen, but I think I just I know that those were put in like those were like 20 years old. I'm I'm not saying they look bad. I just I, I guess I'm just equating them with looking old like they lasted the test of time. Do you think
2: all white kitchens look old, though? It's
0: not just what? No. no, 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 no. It's <laughs> Defend not, it's not yourself, anti-white. Natalie. <laughs> it's just those cabinets. I don't. No, okay. they look very similar to the ones right. that my family had, and I love them, but they, I know that they existed in our house for a long time, so I'm, I am just equated that maybe these have been in this house for a long time, but, right. no. oh, there isn't a long time, because it was built less than a year
2: ago, so... <laughs> yeah,
1: it's brand new. Brand
2: new. I'm just wrong. Um, no, you're not wrong. You can totally have an opinion, but you have to back it up. <laughs> I just... I just... did. So... Speaking of of the
1: kitchen, I know I'm not a huge backsplash head, but do you like the backsplash in this place?
2: I do. I do like the backsplash. Yes, I I do.
1: I do. do. Oh,
2: we're all in agreeance?
0: Look at that. We're all in agreeance.
1: But so beyond. okay, so you don't like you. We've gone over the kitchen cabinets in detail, the fireplaces. Was there anything else in this brand new home that you just (laughs) said had to be redone?
0: I don't like this bathroom that I'm looking at. (laughs) <laughs> and you know what? I think maybe maybe it's just not my style of yeah.
1: That could but be. But you too. know what?
0: There are elements of this place that I love the 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 vault the the ceiling beams and I'm also a little confused how Shia LaBeouf afforded this house.
3: Here
1: we go. That
2: Transformers money.
1: Transformers. Yeah, but
2: that ended. Like a decade ago. No, but ago, if right? you
1: make a sequel, and he made how many sequels? You get paid on those sequels. Sequels make you uh, actors a lot of money.
0: Okay. Well, there were how many Transformers? Movies exactly.
1: I mean, he was in I think three or four.
0: Well, according to wealthypersons.com, <laughs> okay, his net worth is thirty. His his network is thirty five million.
1: I would. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that. And how that much was this house
0: off.
1: again? He. It was purchased for five point four. 5475000
2: Okay. Seems reasonable to me. Yeah. Yeah. And so, excuse me, I think he was only in three Transformers.
1: Okay. Well, let's, let's clarify. Let's make sure we get our facts straight. But, yeah, oh, yeah, I, it wasn't. He, yeah. <laughs> I think any, any... Was he in any other sort of franchise films? I'm trying to think. Was he in any other, like, franchise? Oh, you he,
0: know what? What? He played... Indiana Jones's son uh, in Indiana Jones yeah. and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull.
1: True, that that did happen, but I think he Which was, was, a only, was only terrible
0: movie. Well, yeah. So so Shy is our winner. Um, he used all that Transformers money to buy this incredible Mediterranean Pasadena palace uh, so <laughs> that Natalie brand. wants to change everything about. That I want to. That I have problems with apparently. Good um but yeah if i mean go look at the photos and tell me i'm crazy email us podcast at realtor.com okay and that's it for house party thank you so much for tuning in in this time of quarantine we hope we can be a bright light for you um, if you want to check out any of the stories that we talked about today, go to Realtor.com news, or you can Google uh, Realtor.com and the topic, it should pop up. Uh, please subscribe and please give us a five-star rating. It helps people discover us. If you subscribe, you'll get the episodes delivered straight to your phone. Um, We're on social media, Rachel.
2: Yeah, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at House Party Pod on both of those. We'd love to hear from you. And again, if you want to see all that coverage, get tips for how to deal with this time, find out what's happening um, with the housing market, again, go to Realtor.com slash COVID-19. Yep.
0: All right. We will catch you next time. Thank you so much. Bye, Rachel. Bye. Bye, Eric. Stay safe. Bye. Stay. Bye.